you're listening to the Down East Mike Podcast, the quirky little podcast from Maine. And now, your host, Down East Mike. Welcome to the Down East Mike Podcast. I'm your genial, happy, happy-go-lucky host, uh, Down East Mike. I'm coming to you live from Down East Maine, deep in the hinterlands of Down East Maine. Almost hidden away, but not fully hidden away. I hope you had a good weekend. I know I did. Those extra long weekends are a great time for getting out there. And doing all the work that you may have missed during the regular work week, all that physical labor. In our case, Down East Mike spent the weekend setting up another pool in the backyards. Now, some people collect, uh, uh, of course, some people collect, you know, little miniature cars or paintings or bric-a-brac, porcelain pigs, what have you. But Down East Mike collects... uh, Uh, above ground pools and at this time there's a collection of about three and there's some logic there not a lot of logic but there's some logic so what happens is you buy one above ground pool and you fill it up with water let's say you've got it set up and it's a little bit uneven so it's kind of sagging at one end well, the water is more expensive than the pool. So what you do is you go down to one of the big lots or what have you, and you buy another pool, and you take the water from the first pool that's uneven, and you put it in the new pool that you set up adjacent to it. Then you re-level the original pool, and then you take the water from the new pool and pump it back into the first pool. Now you have two pools. So then the year goes by, and the next year, you, you see another pool online that's bigger, it's, it's taller and it's bigger around, and you think, well, gee, that'll be great, we'll get that pool. So now you've got three pools, and that's what Down East Mike did. He, he set up the third pool, and it's looking pretty, there's some water flowing into it, we pump some, and then we're going to let it kind of set for a while because we don't want to take all the water out of the ground. We're going to let it fill up some this week and then next weekend it'll probably be ready to jump into which should be good because the flies will be out. Well that was a long opening segment. I hope I didn't lose anybody if you're still with me. This is the Down East Mike podcast and, and our motto is some of this is whimsy some of this is true and the interpretation of it all is entirely up to you. Today is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, and in today's episode, we have penny a gallon gas tax is approved, actually from May 31st, 1932. The sheriff is cautioning dancers, and that's May 31st, 1928. We have a burning bridge from May 3rd, uh, 31st, uh, 1906. And then we have the main honorary mammal of the moment. It was a mammal that we came across while looking for a local Maine mammal. We found this extraordinary creature offshore, and he was so eccentric and so distinct that we said, let's make this guy an honorary Maine mammal of the moment. And we'll get to that in a minute. But our word of the day is paramount in our mind. And today, the word of the day is Ballywick. B-A-I-L-I-W-I-C-K. And that means a person specific 
area of interest, skill, or authority. Uh, the office or district of a bailiff. It's uh, from, from the Old English or, or Latin would be vicinity, bailiff, town. They're throwing all these words together here. It's the law, the area over which a bailiff has jurisdiction, a person's special field of interest, authority, or skill. Bailiwick. We have it in a sentence. So Let's get it from a sentence here. It comes from Bailey, custody, and wick, the function of an official or place of jurisdiction. It just seems like a word with a lot of authority. We won't, won't use that word too much, probably. How about birthdays? Happy birthday today to Erastus in Winthrop. Erastus turns 75 today. He's a retired fixtures reseller. Yes, he's a real person. I didn't make him up. Happy birthday to Grace of Appleton. She turns 35 today. Grace is an organist for her church, and she loves to can tomatoes. I bet she's good at it. The uh, Lewiston Evening Journal from Thursday, May 31st, 1928. The sheriff was warning about behavior at dances. Sheriff King F. Graham declared Wednesday that drunkenness and improper behavior of youths and girls, men and women, in and near dance halls of Cumberland County, particularly roadside resorts, form an intolerable situation. Sheriff Graham proposes to effect a reformation if proprietors fail to heed his warnings. In several places, dancing prohibits Dancing progresses under dim and wholly inadequate lighting. This is just awful. Improper gestures and actions take place within such halls, while outside in automobiles, couples indulge in disgraceful behavior. There is a great deal of drinking as well, and conditions have become unbearable. This is in Cumberland County, the sheriff stated that all persons indulging in lewd and lascivious behavior and disorderly actions in or out of the halls or under the influence of liquor will be arrested regardless of identity. I think it's almost like they wrote that after the fact, like they already had some people in custody. Uh, we had an ad there, give your child a chicken's chance. Successful breeders of chickens don't heat their brooders with fuel that throws off smoke and soot. Certainly not. They use the cleanest, safest, most even-burning fuel they can find. They burn anthracite, the coal that is clean and safe, the coal that gives off no smoke, no soot, no poisonous gases. Do you give your children the same chance uh, as the chickens? Anthracite is the most economical fuel you can find. It is long-burning, requiring but little attention. Ask your dealer for his expert advice on the size you should have, except no substitute for anthracite, the unfailing fuel. And you could get that from a bunch of different places in Maine. Uh, Buck Run Coal Company, the Jeddo Highland Coal Company, and... Racket Brook Coal Company. Some of those look like they're off, off, out of state. 
uh, cars at that time. You could buy four great cars in four price fields. Everyone is a champion, it says. You could buy the president for $1,985 to $2,485. This is a Studebaker. Every Studebaker is a champion. They had their commander, which was, uh, well, the president was 100 horsepower with a straight eight-cylinder motor, 80-mile-an-hour speed, and 131-inch wheelbase. The commander, which was 85 horsepower, 72 miles an hour, the world's champion car, 25,000 miles in less than 23,000 consecutive minutes. Nothing else on earth ever traveled so far, so fast. Uh, the Dictator. I'd like the car to the, you call, have a car that's called the Dictator. $1,195, 70 horsepower, 65 miles an hour, 5,000 miles in less than 4,800 consecutive minutes. A record for stock cars priced below $1,400. Even when new, 40 miles per hour, and sensational speed of the Studebaker. And the Erskine was another one, $795. You would be the lowliest person on the block if all you had in your driveway was the Erskine. Up the street, the fancy house, you'd have the commander or the dictator, and here you are, the lowly Erskine. 43 horsepower, 52 miles, or no, 62 miles an hour. But it does say thrilling six-cylinder performance. 1,000 miles in less than 1,000 consecutive minutes, which is a record for stock cars priced below $1,000. You could get that at the Lisbon Street Garage in Lewiston, 1932. F.E. Kimball was the sales representative. We had a story. Uh, this was from Lewiston. The police read Mother the Lecture on Evils of Cigarettes for three- and four-year-old sons. Two little boys aged three and four years smoking cigarettes on Lisbon Street in evident enjoyment were Tuesday morning attracted considerable attention. Mrs. George Michaud of Lewiston, uh, the police matron, who happened to spy the lads puffing away on the weeds, interviewed the mother of the children who at the time was shopping in a nearby store. This could almost be a story from today, huh? Madam, I wonder if you are aware of the fact that these two boys are smoking, the matron asked the mother as she approached the two boys standing nearby on the sidewalk. Sure, they always smoke. I can't stop them, was her casual reply as she shrugged her shoulders and prepared to leave the scene with the two youngsters, the matron had decided that if such was the case, it might be possible for the police department to assist in the matter, so the woman and her two children were requested to report to headquarters. There, Chief Ashton and Mrs. Michaud discussed the matter more thoroughly with the mother of the children. Then the mother apparently began to realize the seriousness of the matter she was in, uh, she was still rather doubtful as to whether the two boys could be broken of the habit of smoking. However, the two boys brought the interview to an end themselves by promising to the police that they would not smoke again until they grew up. Uh, some used cars you could buy in Lewiston from Clifton Shaw. It was a Ford Coupe, good looks, tires and paint for $55. A Ford sedan, 
which was an excellent buy at 265 a peerless coupe, no better buy in the state, the motor sounds like a new car, paint good, excellent tires, always owned by a mechanic, just $245, or a 1927 Rio dump truck. And here is a buy that will be appreciated, $350. International news on this day, 1928, 400 were drowned by a tidal wave in Tokyo. Uh, newspaper dispatches from Sapporo say that 400 fishermen are missing and believed drowned in a huge tidal wave which destroyed the fishing fleet of Serabutsu on the northeast coast of the island of Hokkaido. Apologies for the mispronunciation. Official confirmation of the dispatches was lacking. Uh, other international headlines to King of Sweden, Europe's most active monarch, Gustav V, he was an he's an athletic 70-year-old king. He takes part in tennis matches. Another subheadline, he smokes heavily. The ruler's home has simple surroundings, but he lives a model life for Sweden. There's an article by Ulrich Salchow from Stockholm. As Mr. X, he still is a frequent participant in tennis matches on French courts playing a credible game against renowned experts. Uh, inspection of the royal palace shows none of the luxury usually associated with royal domains. This particularly is true of the royal uh, simple iron bed and its paucity of other than strictly utilitarian furniture typical of King Gustav's character. We could tell you about his day. Uh, his day, let's see. His day begins at 8 o'clock every morning. That's what's important. Uh, after a simple breakfast, the monarch is ready to tackle the day's mail and to scan the stack of newspapers through which he keeps a finger on the pulse of the world. Can you see him with his crown tapping that stack of newspaper, keeping a pulse, a finger on the pulse of the world? After 10 o'clock, he belongs to the nation. At that hour, he receives visitors. In Sweden, there is a thousand-year-old tradition that every Swede may see his king and in direct appeal tell his story of wrongs, file his complaints, and ask assistance. King Gustav is a constitutional monarch, and there are many times when not only his will but the nation's laws must be consulted before the plaintiff's plea is acted upon. But this ancient custom of appeal to the king has given Sweden a deep-rooted satisfaction that justice is on the throne and fair play is assured. These audiences usually end shortly in the afternoon. Luncheon is another light meal, for an afternoon of sport lies ahead. The tennis courts on the palace grounds are ready for the king by 3 o'clock. This game is his hobby, and he rides it with an energy that belies his years. Out of season, his rackets laid away, he turns to deer hunting and fishing. Elk stalking is a favorite sport. All of Sweden has adopted his style of living, and moderation is the rule in every nation. In only one respect does King Gustav violate his own cardinal principle of temperance. He smokes heavily, preferring the Turkish or Egyptian cigarette manufactured by the Swedish monopoly. He is fond of bridge 
and sometimes he's seen at the theater. He reads little for amusement, but widely for study. Sounds like me. On June 16th, King Gustav will celebrate his 70th birthday, but to those who know his life, his mental and physical alertness is no secret. They are qualities that have endeared him to his subjects and made him the model for Sweden alive and healthy. That was from May 31st, 1932. That's when the Senate Finance Committee approved a cent a gallon tax on gasoline estimated to yield 150 million of the 215 million it was seeking. Things have not changed. We have an ad from the Mohican Market Quality Foods and Bakery, Main Street in Lewiston. The easiest way in the world to save money and at the same time ensure the best on your table is to keep your market basket filled at the Mohican. Mohican. Strictly, strictly fresh, lean center cut pork chops, two pounds for 29 cents. From the meat department, extra special, exclamation mark, a 19 cent sale. Best lean hamburg for 19 cents. Honeycomb tripe. Is there any other kind? 19 cents for two pounds. Best pig's liver. Three pounds for 19 cents. Now that is getting you a good, solid, home-cooked meal. Three pounds of pig's liver. Rib corned beef. Three pounds for 19 cents. Salt spare ribs. Same price. Machine sliced bacon. 19 cents. Those were good times. Veal chops, 29 cents. You could get some Davis bacon powder, 12 ounce can, or a one pound can Davis bacon soda, both for 19 cents. Highland grape juice, two pint bottles for 25 cents. Some blue rose rice for four, four pounds for 19 cents. You could eat good back then. From May 31st, 1906, uh, they were talking about putting an electric railroad in. Again, this is everywhere. Uh, this is in gray. Uh, very popular thing. Hopes run high for electric road too. Some skeptical, others dead sure. Uh, from gray, there was great excitement at gray. Uh, more more capacity, capacity at dry mills. It's pretty awkwardly written. The hot wave caused by the tuberculin test order the Portland Board of Health, to which the gray farmers protested, hardly had time to cool off before rumors of the proposed electric railroad filled the air again. L.B. Hunt says he takes no stock in this trolley talk and has sold his farm on Wex Hill and will sell his stock in the electric road at a low price. Will Dunphy says the thing is sure to go through and he has been saving all his eggs for the last two years and will take them into Portland on the first car that goes in. The ad of the mill for sale at Gray has been taken out of the paper as the party who owns it can furnish power for the electric railroad. No one at Gray has sold their horse yet on the account of the road. The folks here probably will prefer to drive behind their horses to church instead of riding in the electric trolley. So I don't know. I don't think that went through, but that was in, in gray. Uh, other headlines, international headlines, from 1906, the boy king weds the English princess. That was in Madrid. 
A bomb was thrown at the king and queen, attempt this afternoon to assassinate Alfonso and his bride. A child and two horses were killed, and an equerry wounded. The royal couple was unhurt and behaved with great calmness during the excitement. A bridge burned in Madison. The railroad bridge of the Somerset across the Kennebec River at this place was burned on Wednesday afternoon. The alarm was sounded about half past 12, and after a desperate attempt on the part of the fire department with water and dynamite, the flames were brought under control about 3 o'clock. I think they had a little bit too much fun trying to put out that fire. Water and dynamite. A strong northwest wind was blowing at the time, and for about an hour and a half it looked as though nothing could save the whole business section of both Madison and Anson. Over 25 buildings in various parts of the town caught from the flying brands. Fire departments from Waterville and Skowhegan were notified to be readiness, but were not needed. I guess not, because they had the dynamite going. Well, uh, let's go. Uh, that that's that's our news, our rough news segment of the day, and uh, let's talk about the main honorary mammal of the moment. We found this guy. This is so exciting. He's offshore, but he's honorary because he's eccentric like a main mammal. The same a ring seal. Wow. He's in Finland. He's a subspecies of the ring seal, but this is what's interesting about him. They are among the most endangered seals in the world. There's only about 400 left. And the only existing population of these seals is found in Lake Samai, Finland. They've lived in complete isolation from other ring seal species for around 9,500 years, and they have diverged into morphologically and ecologically different subspecies of ring seal. The population is descended from ring seals that were separated from the rest when the land rose after the last ice age. This seal, along with the Ladoga seal and the Bacal seal, is one of the few living freshwater seals. It lives in the murky waters of Lake Samai. I'm probably mispronouncing that, and I apologize, where its only enemy is humans. Due to human activity, the seal population has decreased heavily during the 20th century. Uh, let's give some facts here. Uh, Ten interesting facts about the Samai ring seal. It's believed to be as intelligent as a dog. I don't have belief on that. The seal uses its claws to dig a breathing hole in the lake ice. It can remain submerged for over 20 minutes. Typically, a dive lasts less than 10 minutes. In late February, the female gives birth, usually to one pup, in a layer that is dug into a lake shore snowdrift. The layer is difficult to spot from on top of the lake ice because it is accessed via a hole in the ice. The seal mainly feeds on small fish such as rough, smelt, vendice, perch, and roach. An adult seal eats about 1,000 kilos of fish a year. You may spot the same eye ring seal playing in the water by carrying a straw in its mouth. The mothers also sometimes play with their pups. Another fun fact here. Each seal has an individual fur pattern by which it can be identified just like a person can be identified by their fingerprints. The largest male ever found in Lake Semai 
known as Viljo, weighed 124 kilos. Is that a great story? You can look up that seal online. They're, they're a cute little thing for sure. And they have funny looking fur though. Let's take a quick look at our National Weather Service forecast for today. This is Tuesday, May 31st. Uh, chance of showers between 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 65. Northwest wind 5 to 10 miles an hour gusting as high as 20. For tonight, clear to low around 45. And for Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 65. Uh, throughout the week, some showers. So that's good. We do need the water. Um, just a second, we're going to have a new song from Frank Norwood. He wrote a song about walking in Portland, uh, largely inspired by a noontime walk the other day, other day where there was this fella ahead of him, and he was... Uh, he was smoking wacky tobacco, and it smelled so foul. It was like somebody had rolled up like some really awful, I don't even want to say it, but it was like the worst smelling stuff you could imagine. At one point he stopped in one of the front of one of the luxury restaurant uh, hotels in the boutiques, and he had to stop and he faced the patrons inside the restaurant to, to relight his thing. And he stared at them and they're drinking $8 a cup of coffee and here's this guy rolling his thing there and smoking it. And, but uh, that's the song and, and you can listen to it if you want coming up in a second. I think Frank Nord sounds a little bit like a big tiny Tim, but that, that he's doing his thing. And I'm, I want to thank you for listening. This is Down East Mike. Until next time, I wish you and your loved ones a day that is full of grace, love, and kindness. We'll see you. Sting. When you
Thank you.